You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's episode, the pod bus gets broken into, Peacock fights true crime, and the truth is out there. UFOs are amongst us. All right, Stocks, how are you doing, mate? Welcome back to the studio. Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Sort of been in and out of here for a couple of weeks and, you know, sickness, hungover, babies, all sorts of excuses. How are you feeling today? I'm a little hungover. Okay. Um, We had our rap party. I'm not hungover. I just have more bass in my voice. Yeah, okay, nice. Um, I think the last Negroni was about 11 o'clock. So I left before other people. If you weren't the last to leave, you're being very responsible in my eyes. Thank you. Where should we start? I think there's probably one to to kick off with the story we talked about a couple of weeks ago. This is uh, some this is some really sad stuff. Is it? The podcast bus got broken into, Jules. Yeah. The uh, podcast bus that's in Los Angeles. Yeah. Cruising around, maybe shooting porn, maybe not. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it got broken into. It, it reminds me of when that was, there was that show on MTV called Pimp My Ride, and they used to go around and, and put you know thousands of dollars worth of audio equipment into cars, and then the next day they would get broken into and stripped of everything. So, yeah, if you well publicize that something has a lot of value hidden with inside it, then it might become a target for for villains. Or, if we want to put on our tinfoil hat stocks... And this is where you're going, isn't it? Yeah, is this something much bigger? What would that be? Well, we all know that uh, true crime is a very, very, very popular genre within podcasting. So my theory I've heard, I've heard. is perhaps this is something of a kind of meta experiment where they're going to be, they've set up this robbery of the podcast uh, van and then they'll be able to do a true crime podcast about the robbery of this podcast van. How about that? I love it. Absolutely love it. Free publicity. So apparently there was uh, sort of 25 grand worth of gear that was stolen and uh, Daniel Lobel, who is the uh, man behind the podcast bus, was ready to throw down when he came face-to-face with an intruder in his backyard. Seems like there was some damage to the wiring. Look, if it's just a good old-fashioned robbery, then oh, that's there, no good. But There's <laughs> a bit of video footage. Um, well, you've got to release... You've got to release a bit of video with podcasts these days if you really want to make it. That's right. That's what they say the future is. But Daniel is seen sort of throwing his kid's playhouse at the intruder and the intruder flees. Right. Um, yeah, it, it could be staged. Okay. We've got a uh, hero. We'll, we'll leave that to everyone else to uh, have a look at. We'll put the link in the show notes. A hero's journey within. I love your cynicism though. So early <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Well, speaking of true crime podcasts, Peacock, the network over in the States, um, has got a new TV show based on uh, a true crime podcast. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. I mean, this is this is quite meta, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, instead of a podcast content becoming a TV show, like a true crime podcast going, oh, yeah, well, that was a brilliant podcast. Let's make that into see a documentary. Trans- it's like, this, yeah, this is a story from what I can see in the trailer. It's basically a story about a husband and wife who need a little bit of extra money, uh, witness a murder, and then decide to make a, a podcast about it to, I guess, supplement their income, mm-hmm. to deal with the, as you call it, the cosy livy <laughs> crisis that we are all going through, you know, translation for you, the cost of living. 
Um, it's from it's on Peacock, which is NBC or the artist formerly known as NBC in the US, and it's from executive producers Craig Rosenberg and Jason Bateman. Some big names there. Absolutely. But it looks like a lot of fun. And it's an interesting premise for a show. So I was thinking about this because there have been a few uh, TV shows, movies now, which have utilized podcasters or podcasting as a bit of a device. I mean, you know, some of the figures that we're going to run through later, you'll see how popular podcasts are around the world just generally and the kind of saturation that there is now. So I thought maybe we could come back to this at some point and and look at some of the best uses of podcasting in shows or movies and and give our kind of, you know, maybe top 10 of this merging of genres. Yeah, I'd love to do it. It might have to be a top five. All right, let's see what we can do. (laughs) The one thing that did make me giggle a little bit was that they thought a quick fix to their financial woes was a true crime podcast. Having made a true crime podcast, that might be a straight. Nice, cheap, and easy. Yeah, yeah nice, cheap, easy, <laughs> and rivers of gold. <laughs> Fresh breaking news this morning, at least when we're recording, is the New York Times has an audio app. Yeah, so this is really big. Um, it's quite an investment to pull together a product like this, particularly an audio uh, product, given you know the amount that there is out in the market already with your Spotify's, Apple's, you know, et al. Um, but New York Times has gone in and they've launched their own New York Times audio app. It's an iOS app only at this stage, um, and it's for subscribers of the of the masthead. So they're able to get you know additional content as well as some of the content that's already been released across you know all of the all of the podcasting services that you use. So shows like the Daily and the Ezra Klein show you'll recognize they'll all be there as well. Obviously, absolutely gigantic podcasts, some of the biggest, and they will still be available on other players. So there's no need to freak out straight away just yet. Um, but along with that, they're going to have other dedicated shows that they they, they create around um, all of the you know news that they're reporting. Yeah, this one that we, we seem to have piqued both of our attention is this 10-minute daily news recap show called The Headlines. So it'll publish every morning. And there's another one called Shorts, which literally appears to be a very short audio stories under 10 minutes on cultural lifestyle, cooking and more. The Headlines is an interesting one because – in the daily, in the format, they usually have a deep dive on something and then they go, uh, the little segment at the end is, hey, other things you should know that have been going on today and you often get the journalists coming on and reading their story. Yeah. And that's what this show is just going to be. So you're going to get a bit of behind the scenes uh, talk around how these stories came together um, and just a, a different way to consume that media as well. So, I mean, it's cool if you know people just might not have the time to sit there and, and plow through the paper every morning and you know on their way to work or whatever they're able to just fire up the New York Times app and listen to the reporters you know take them through these stories and also how these stories came about and everything so it's, it's a really cool idea and definitely um, in terms of a a newspaper you know subscription service I don't know is this one of like the kind of more interesting offers that come along with with putting all these things up behind a paywall? Definitely, definitely. New York Times has been running on that paywall for a while where it's it's kind of like something like a Fairfax publication where you can read a couple articles yeah. and then that's it. But it's a little, a lot tighter. I think it's sort of two, three articles a month yeah. and then you've got to go in and pay. I was actually chatting to someone during a week about someone like the Squiz who came in at the perfect moment where yeah. they were able to go from a newsletter to being a podcast and there was nothing out there. And now all these mastheads are going, well, we've got all the resources. Yeah. Now we're pumping out our daily podcast. And it is really people like maybe the ABC and New York Times who are very good at creating audio content yeah. are the ones that can just take you out. That's right. New York Times are making as good podcasts as anyone is out there. Yeah. So once they decide to pivot to daily news, I mean, that's where you want to go. Unless you're Donald Trump. <laughs> the failing New York Times. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, 
Uh, BTP, people may or may not know this, we're sort of tangentially linked to Australia's oldest newspaper, the Batuta Advocate. Um, it's a strategy that was pioneered by them with their own DM audio network to a degree. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, you know, you guys really came out heavy on the audio space. Yeah, I mean, we do do a daily podcast, which is three of the best stories every day. And we've probably been doing that for about four or five years now. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a fun show. Actually, Mandy is also the producer of that one as well. Look, that's a really fun show. It drops every morning and it's just got the best three stories from the day before. Yeah, so, uh, right. If you need a little giggle in the morning, but also want to know what's going on, but you don't want to be listening to sort of Murdoch-led BS, give it a go. Yeah, well, no doubt they have seen what was going on there and taken a little bit of inspiration, I would say. Okay, we have got some facts and figures for you. Everyone loves the accounting sections of these. You're going to drown me with some data, buddy? (laughs) We're going to run through. Look, according to market.us scoop, in 2022, the global podcasting market accounted for 21.4 billion US dollars and is expected to reach around 133.9 billion in 2032. So that's quite a leap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hit me. All right, so what they reckon is by 2023, 464.7 million podcast listeners will be present in the world. So that's now. Yes, now. Now, by the end of 2024, this number is expected to rise up to 504.9 million. So why don't we just round that up to 505 million for argument's sake, huh? Yep. So where are we in terms of the percentage of the world population? Well, according to my math, just on the back of my hand, it's 6.4%. Okay. So we've still got a little way to go before we get that ultimate you know, global saturation, but it's moving in the right direction. Would you agree? Yes, definitely moving in the right direction. Now, they also say in 2023, the podcasting market is estimated to be worth around $23.5 billion. Jeez. With, what, around 7 billion people in the world and two ears on each? What's the value of each earlobe? I don't know, like $2 billion? <laughs> or is it more $2? Hold on. Yeah, it's $2, isn't it? $2 per ear. Damn. <laughs> a little bit off on that first guess. The next start, over 5 million podcasts with over 70 million episodes are currently available. So does that mean there's over 70 million episodes out there? Yeah, that's right. Gee, that's a lot. That's a lot. Look, podcast listeners in the US are the largest group of podcast listeners worldwide. Um, by 2023, the United States is expected to have over 100 million podcast listeners. Um, so we might need to adjust some of those figures up above uh, for American ears, just given that they do have the, the, the densest population of listeners. But Scandinavian countries have the highest podcast penetration rate. That's where countries like Acast and Spotify are from. Mm-hmm. Is it because those companies are from there and there's some pride and everyone's very much listening to podcasts or is because people love podcasts or are very audiophiles for some reason culturally? Yeah, do we link this back to ABBA? It's very interesting. Yeah. Another fact that we've got is a quarter of Americans uh, listen to podcasts regularly. Now we have no idea how you actually define regularly. Do we say a day, once a day, once a week, a couple times a week? Who knows? Smart speaker sales, however, have increased uh, 22% during the epidemic. It's now the most popular way to listen to podcasts. I'm calling B on that. Yeah, you reckon? I don't know anyone who listens to podcasts on uh, Smart Speaker. Do you? I sometimes might when I am in the kitchen at home, but also generally like our kitchen is right next to where the, the uh, living room where the TV is. So if someone's watching TV, I try not to disturb. Hence, I put the That's little earphones into okay. my ears. I feel like um, when we started out in podcasting sort of six years ago, that was supposed to be the next big trend. The market penetration was going to be faster than smartphones. Yeah. And it kind of did happen. Everyone got these Alexas, series, yeah. et cetera. I, honestly, I use my Apple HomePod as my clock. 
I yeah. just I wake up in the morning and go, "Hey Siri, what time is it?" and it'll tell me. And that is all I use it for. I think the most incredible part of that is that you don't actually have an alarm clock and you just wake up naturally to find out that it's what 5 a.m. and you've got to go and do some yoga at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so at least 160 million Americans have listened to podcasts. Again, imagine if we got the other 171 million. These are huge figures. Well, the interesting thing about that, you're saying 160 million Americans have listened to a podcast, but only 100 million actually are podcast listeners. Had a bit of a drop off. Yeah, what do we do to those 60 million people who went, ah, not for me. Not for me. (laughs) Well, in Australia, our little island home, 91% of Australians have heard about podcasts. So look at that. We're beautiful, smart, thoughtful people who are interested in, in emerging media. Love it. Um, and also, and the- love pulling things out of the ground to run an economy. Yeah, cool. Yes. See, the innovation nation. <laughs> and the majority of audiobooks are listened to on mobile phones. I mean, sure, I buy it. What else would they be listened to on? Smart speakers, my friend. Yeah, smart speakers, exactly right. IAB upfronts. We talked a big game about it last week. Yeah. Didn't seem like anyone missed out on much. There was a study by IAB that said podcast revenue increased 26% over the year to $1.8 billion. Uh, sure. And there's new and diverse voices. A lot of the podcast upfronts did spotlight diverse voices, black voices, Latinx voices as well. So some interesting projects announced. I think diversity is really a place of potential massive growth, particularly in the US where you do look at the cliche of a podcast being a white man. Yeah. Or a white woman doing a true crime podcast. So definitely some diversity would be an area of growth. But that was kind of it for the um, upfronts. And there was one other thing was iHeart launched uh, Ruby, which is their branded podcast unit, which is where a lot of these companies are going now. And they kicked it off by with a collaboration with Intuit QuickBooks called Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories. Yeah, and the podcast reveals stories of small business owners managing the ups and downs of starting and growing their businesses. So that was interesting, but that's really it for the upfronts. Yeah, okay, so not as much you know dramatic stuff as we were hoping for. Yeah, and not the announcement of things like a TV upfront would be, hey, here's a new season of this. Didn't seem to have the new announcements of content. No, but certainly it's still a newish event. So you know, no doubt this thing will continue to grow over the in the years to come and and get more and more focus put upon it. Yes. <laughs> I've got a little bit of tech news. This kind of is an interesting uh, link to some of the figures that we were talking about before. But the end of search as you know it. There's been a lot of AI chat in the world. You know, certainly we've covered a lot of stuff on this show here. Well, things like Bard, the massive Google announcement last week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got things like ChatGTP is integrated into, into the Bing. Edge browser with Bing. Yeah. It's actually much more interactive. Yeah, we're moving away from just a straight listing to something that's much more conversational-led. So how would this work with podcasting? Traditionally, if you look up something, if you Google something or if you Bing something, um, it will come back with a ranking of, of websites and just basically list the one that's the most common that people go to and has the most traffic to and from it. So this is going to be much more, you think about the Hey Google kind of call and the response will come back with something that will search the whole internet and give you you know, a bit of a summary about what's out there rather than just a web page. Same thing through podcasting. If I go in and I search for podcast on Spotify, it's just going to give a whole lot of podcasts that you know aren't really kind of ranked in any particular order. If I search for a show, it will obviously come up with the show and, and other sort of related shows. But this you know, has the potential for me to go in and say, I want to listen to a true crime podcast about charismatic cult leaders who eat fish three times a week and, you know, have to have sex 24 times a day. Now, that will come through and that will search 
the whole database of, of all the podcasting that's out there. We've talked about transcripts of shows, all these sorts of things. So we'll be able to pull in that kind of information and it will come up with a recommendation of shows that meet your criteria, basically. So it's an interesting way to be able to dive further into you know the catalogs, the 5 million shows that are out there, the 77 million episodes and come up with something that's a bit more tailored to you, not necessarily something that's just come up because it's you know the hottest search right now. Interesting. Okay, well, let's see what happens. You can get live captions in real time on your iPhone now. Um, your iPhone needs to be set to English US or English Canadian, but um, we'll put a link in the show notes of basically how you can get captions added to any podcast you listen to on, on an Apple device. It's really cool. I did it with uh, a, a video actually that came through and it was very cool. You just get subtitles straight up in real time. I like that when you're scrolling through and you see a little video come up and you don't want to hit audio because you've got some things going on around you. I've started watching all pretty much every TV app I watch and unless it's live sport, yeah, I watch with subtitles oh, now. It's a must. So now you've got this on your phone. All right, Stocks, we've got a good little one to end on here. We love a, a breakout show here in podcasting world, and we've got a new one in the form of High Strange. What is High Strange, mate? So High Strange is a UFO-based podcast, but what's interesting about this one is the uh, the stable that it comes out of, Tenderfoot. So you might know them from series such as Up and Vanished. It was Atlanta Monster that you recommended to me, which was my gateway into Tenderfoot brilliant podcast yeah also ones like to live and die in la and last year they had uh kim kardashian's the system which was hosted by kardashian herself so high strange has come in it spent two weeks in the top five on apple Podcasts uh top shows chart, which is massive uh, peaking at number two it has since averaged around three hundred thousand downloads per episode um the most of any of its shows outside of the true crime category it, it's the venn diagram right of Perfect podcasting for me. This is that Joe Rogan UFO conspiracy yeah. hole, and it's UFOs, which kind of fits into true crime, but no one gets murdered. No, that's right. Well, a lot of people might get probed. Claim to be probed. Yeah. <laughs> the other good thing about this, I think, you know, we've obviously been talking a lot about cuts and, and you know, a lot of people are cutting their funding and all these sorts of things in, in the podcasting industry. This is a, a small independent company, but they're doing the right things. They're, they're, they're making shows that are really resonating and, you know, there's no magic dust for that necessarily. They're just making wise decisions and they're, they're looking at the audiences that they have on the shows that have been successful and they're, they're trying to service those audiences further. But what's great is that they've nearly doubled in the past year from nine employees to 17. 17 skulls. 17 skulls, which is great. Um, and the joint owners, Albright and, and Lindsay, reckon Tenderfoot has been turning a profit since 2017 and should exceed $10 million in revenue this year. US dollars, of course. That's brilliant. I mean, they make such high-quality audio that I'll always give anything that they make a listen. Uh, it's, it's really high quality. It's amazing they're doing this way. Obviously, something like the Kim Kardashian podcast would have been an absolute monster for them in terms yeah. of revenue. Um, would have got all that Bumble money for it. Good on them. Like, yep. This is really positive that this high, high value, high quality production can be done, A, by a team that small. Yeah. Go over, they've been pumping out with nine employees some of these shows. Um, must be an incredible team. Definitely uh, worth having a look a little closer into them next time in the US. Yeah, and there we go. So High Strange on the recommended listening list for this week. Get around it. Uh, look, one other recommendation to get everyone out of there on is uh, 60 Songs. That explain the 90s is back. 
And it's with a mega, mega episode with uh, Courtney Love doing the Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana episode. Yeah, so arguably one of the most quintessential 90s songs ever released. Yes, and a complete break in format. Well, not a complete break in format, but the, the show opens with host Rob Pavala having to give a disclaimer going, look, what the show normally is is I talk for a while, then I interview someone for about the song for a while, and that's it. And this one he's got Courtney Love on, and they go for hours. Definitely worth a listen. And it's up to, we should say, the 60 songs that explain the 90s is up to, I think it's around 120 episodes or something now. So well done there. Yeah, they're going for 120 and he's doing a book as well. So that's quite interesting, which is a pathway that a lot of people are looking at is how do you use audio content to then get into a book, particularly when it's something that's scripted. He writes his whole monologue. Yep, diatribes. Yeah, so he's got it all there. So it's really just a question of repurposing all those monologues into a book. Yeah. Brilliant. All right, we'll leave you for the week. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the show and send us any recommendations, thought starters, things you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, feel free to do so through the Instagram channel, behind underscore the underscore podcast. Ruby's running that one, so thank you very much, Ruby. There's some great stuff coming out of that. Um, Also, thanks again to Mandy for the stellar efforts on the producing. And thanks to you, the listener. 